630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Won a puck battle, and now you've got McDavid and Dryson up the right hand side. Domi and Connaughton on the ice for Arizona. McDavid centers. What timer score? Oscar Clefbaum and Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time it's Clefbaum with his first goal in 34 games. It's the winner. Edmonton four, Arizona three in overtime. Game winner last night, Oscar Clefbaum, first ever overtime goal in the National Hockey League. First goal in 34 games. Edmonton gets the come-from-ahead victory, 4-3 in overtime over the Arizona Coyotes. Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets, upper body injury tonight against the Rangers. He won't return to the game. That would be a, a blow for the Winnipeg Jets, who I think are Canada's best hope to win the Stanley Cup this spring. We shall see. You can text 630-630. Stanley says, Reed, how many goals have gone into the Oilers' net off our own defenseman's body this year? A lot. It's so weird. I keep saying not again. How is it possible? Seems like there have been a lot. Well, Stanley, there have been a few. They stand out more when the team's not doing well and they're not overcoming some of the bad breaks and funny goals. Uh, Certainly... The one against Arizona a couple weeks ago, the only goal in that game that counted was going way wide, flipped into the net off a body. And then last night, yes, the Oilers lost the faceoff, but hey, sometimes you're going to lose faceoffs. Shots going way wide, Russell's clearing the front of the net and perfectly off his skate and in. That was uh, an unusual one. But, I mean, the Oilers have had some breaks too. Remember that shot in Calgary that went right through the opening on Mark Giordano's skate between his boot and the blade? And then hit Jesse Pugliarvi on the leg and deflected in. So the Oilers have got some uh, some breaks along the way as well. But when you're uh, cheering for a losing team, you remember the bad ones more more than the good ones. Well, probably any, you always remember the bad ones more for the team you're cheering for than the good ones. Did the Oilers get a break on a non-penalty call last night? Nugent Hopkins on Ekman Larson. Rob Brown didn't think it was a penalty. It was pretty loud. And Ekman Larson was pretty mad about it. Did the Oilers get a break against Nashville when McDavid knocked the stick out of Ekholm's hand, whether he meant to do it or not? That's often called a penalty and then scored about 10 seconds later. So, hey, there have been some breaks the other way. Probably not as many as you'd like. Tough year for the Oilers. They will play Jordan Eberle and the New York Islanders tomorrow. Furnace Family, or pardon me, on Thursday, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. It'll be Thursday, 5.30 face-off show. Game will start at 7. Thanks for the text, Stanley. Also, I uh, got a text here from Mark. He says, would you trade Nugent Hopkins for a D-man who can run the power play like Tyson Berry? Well, that's obviously in the realm of possibility here. Tyson Berry is a bit of an interesting case to me. He, he certainly can run the power play. I wouldn't classify him. As, I, I would say Barry, at best, in my mind, is an average defender. You still have to have that in your game. Look, if Nugent Hopkins gets traded and you know you, you and I are talking about it in the summer, then I'll be talking about how the new guy hopefully can help the team. But... 
Nugent Hopkins is going to go somewhere to help that team. I'd sooner have him helping the Oilers, given where he's at in his career. Now, about running the power play, might have something in Ethan Bear down the road. I, I, I wouldn't want to throw him into it at the, at the start of next year necessarily. But there's certainly some potential there given the three games he played in the NHL. He he's, looks pretty composed, knows where to put the puck offensively. Obviously, like any defenseman, you're going to have to be patient. I, I think at some point he's going to be a full-time oiler, and at some point he's going to have tough stretches like all younger players do. But I hope there's patience with this guy from the organization and from the fan base because he looks really promising given what he did in the minors so far this year, and he will go back. And and how he's played in three games here with the Oilers. I mean, he was out there in the third period on that Oilers power play and was keeping pucks in, was making smart plays to keep pucks alive. I mean, he wasn't just knocking it down at the blue line and blindly hacking it in. He was making plays. He was making passes. He was putting pucks into areas to keep plays alive. So that was really encouraging. I mean, I can't believe that I'm going to say this. It may shock many of you as well. Do the Oilers actually have internal solutions for their problems? We, we've beaten the draft record to death for the past few weeks. Do the Oilers actually have internal solutions to their problems? Who could be productive NHLers in the next one to three years? Could Ethan Bear run the power play? Could Caleb Jones come up and be a, a solid defender with a little bit of an offensive game? Could Kyler Yamamoto play on one of your top two lines? Could Ostap Safin be a second or third line winger who can snipe a few? Could Kirill Maximoff be a second or third line winger who could snipe a few? We're, we're actually talking about prospects. <laughs> it, it's, it's like we're in voodoo land. Because a lot of times, as we've, we've talked about on the show, the depth draft picks for the Oilers have, have turned out to do nothing. Or very little. Now, Tyler Pitlick, hey, it'd be great to have him on the team this year given how he's doing in Dallas. You never know if that would have happened here. But Jujar Kara, yes, a depth draft pick who's playing well this year. Uh, but there aren't a lot of examples. So maybe, I know everybody hates being patient, and I think we we're, should be beyond that as well. But with the draft, I mean, look, whether the Oilers have been a good team or a bad team, you still have to be patient with the draft picks, right? I mean... Vegas has to be patient with their draft picks, right? (laughs) But the point is, maybe, wouldn't it be great if in two years from now, there are like four or five Oilers on the team being productive who were drafted in the last five years? Wouldn't that be great? And not necessarily the, the guys in the top seven. Like, you know, even Yamamoto, that's a later pick, even though it's in the first round. Maximoff, Safin, whoever, Jones, Bear. You know, could Stuart Skinner be a goal? T- like, maybe. Maybe one day people are going to say, well, that Shirelli guy didn't do too bad. Maybe. I don't know nobody wants to say that now. But maybe. JT says, Reed, it's time to get legit players. We're not in a draft rebuild. Time to add three solid players in the next two to three seasons and become a contender. Stefan says... Uh, 
You're wrong. Bear will someday be an impact NHLer, but the Oilers will give up on him way too early and give him away for a third-round pick in two years. This organization is a joke. That is from Stefan. Well, time will tell, I guess. Let's uh, do a quick break here. It is 7-16. We're just going to transition a little bit to something I love talking about, university sports. It was a great season for the U of A Golden Bears basketball team. Through much of the year, they were ranked number two behind only perennial powerhouse Carleton. Unfortunately, the Bears, we set it up for you on Friday when we had head coach Barnaby Craddock on the show. Unfortunately, they lost the Canada West Championship game to Calgary uh, at the Savile Centre. On uh, Saturday, only the second loss in conference play for the Bears all year. They lost one regular season game, and they lost the league final. But they do go in ranked number four in the tournament. We'll set up their opponent, and you're going to get to know Brody Clark a little bit, Canada West All-Star, really smart young man. Because of the Bears' schedule uh, in Halifax, you have to tape this interview this afternoon. So I know you're going to like it. That's when we get back. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, there's the news, a goal and an assist since returning from injury. Oilers were off today, practice tomorrow, play the New York Islanders on Thursday, then Minnesota Saturday to round out their five-game homestand. Had Pat Steinberg on from the Flames Radio Network earlier. Edmonton and Calgary, two of the worst home teams in the NHL. Edmonton 14-17 and 2, the Flames 14-15 and 4. So they've uh both played 33 games, both have 14 wins at home. Calgary has a couple more points because of the two extra overtime losses. So big reason Edmonton's out of the playoffs and if Calgary misses by a few points, uh, they're probably going to point to their home record as a big reason why, though as Pat said, they're having goaltending issues with Mike Smith out of action. U of A Golden Bears will tip off at Nationals on Thursday. I'm pleased to welcome Golden Bears forward Canada West All-Star Brody Clark to the show. Brody, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Doing very well. Thanks for making time for me. Obviously, you guys have uh, traveled off to the National Tournament. What What is this week like uh, obviously so, some travel totally different schedule than what you're used to uh, what's it like ad- adapting to the time change a new gym uh, you know more media attention all that kind of stuff oh yeah it's really busy to say the least I mean we we had a 15-hour travel day yesterday from Edmonton and all the way to Halifax through Toronto with a whole bunch of delays and layovers and whatnot and uh, that's already a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the body for one thing because you know the the time changes uh, three three hours, and we're playing in a different city, and uh, just trying to get used to that is a large part of it. But then at the same time, you know, we're trying to get, we're away from school for a week here because of the tournament, and so people are trying to keep up with schoolwork at the same time. And uh, obviously, we have a main focus, which is basketball, but there's a lot of different factors weighing into you know we're we're, we're pretty we're going to be pretty pretty busy while we're here and. Just try not to get that tired. Focus on other things so that we can we can keep our keep our minds sharp for the game. Brody, I know you want to obviously look ahead to the national tournament, but just a quick wrap here on the Canada West season. I, I had your coach Barnaby Craddock on Friday night, uh, the night before your Canada West championship game against Calgary. Right. Uh, you guys were 19 and one in the regular season. You wound up dropping the Canada West final to Calgary on on home court, uh, 84-77. You know, tell us about that game. I, and I know you knew you were going to Nationals and, and you're still there, but uh, probably some disappointment, though. You, you don't get the Canada West banner. So how do you balance that a little bit? 
Oh, definitely disappointing. Uh, we we had we had a lot of room for improvement from our performance Saturday night. I think that uh, it was there was a lot of pressure off though, considering that we had already qualified for nationals, and I'm sure that UFC felt the same way going into that game. So whether or not they'd won, whether or not either of us won that game, we were going to be here this week, and so I thought that that added a, an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that you know we had a hell of a year in terms of going 19 and one and winning our first four playoff games, and I'm not to say that we were due for a loss by any any stretch, but I think that it's it's important for us to sort of get that get that one out of our system and understand that we are a beatable team if we don't play at our we don't play at our best, right? And we came out, we didn't play defense the way we should have. We were out of sync offensively. We Overall, we played a, a poor basketball game by our standards. And uh, at the end of the day, they outplayed us and they won the game. So that's just something that we can use as a learning experience coming into this week because it's just it's the top talent now in the country, right? So every game, we either bring our A game or we go home. Brody so Clark. It's, it's just that, it's that feeling, but it's, there's a lot more at stake. Brody Clark from the U of A Golden Bears basketball team joining us. They're going to play Ryerson in a national quarterfinal. It's going to be Thursday at 3 p.m. Edmonton time. I mentioned I interviewed Barnaby Craddock. I asked him about being Canada West Coach of the Year, and he spread the credit around to his players and uh, and the other guys on his coaching staff. So I'll give you a chance to sing Barnaby's uh, praises because he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna sing his own. He's led three different programs to the national tournament, also Fraser Valley and Brandon earlier in his coaching career, and he gets the coach of the year this year. What impact does he have uh, on you guys? Why is he an effective basketball coach? Oh, he has a tremendous impact. I mean, his his resume speaks for itself to an extent, but I think that there's a lot. Barnaby does uh, out of the out of the public eye that a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate or understand. And he's, I mean, he watches more film, breaks down more offense, defense than anybody I've ever been around. And he's tremendously get dedicated to his position. He uh, he's very very hands on as a coach when it comes to practices and games and everything. He is constantly in everybody's ear about you know how how he wants things to be done and. He doesn't let people take possessions off on offense, on defense, whatever it is, whatever the focus is that day. I mean, he's he's really good at uh, keeping everybody high energy, but uh, uh, high focus at the same time. And he's um, he's very knowledgeable. I mean, whenever there's a lot of times throughout games, you know, he'll he'll pull you aside and mention something like, "Hey, maybe try doing this the next time," and you implement it, and boom, it works. So he, he clearly knows what he's talking about. Uh, he's very uh, he's uh, he's very positive. He's encouraging, and I think that that's a large part of it, especially on a team like this. Uh, helping us, he helps us go. So uh, yeah, I, no end of praise for him. He's been tremendous this year, and I mean the last three years for me, of course. So I just that's, I'm happy that he finally got recognized for it. Right on. Brody, you play Ryerson in the uh, national quarterfinals. So now, I mean, you've been playing Canada West teams mostly all year, and now you're you're thrown in with the rest of the country. What, can you give us a quick scouting report here on Ryerson? What do you know about them so far? Uh, they got some good guards, quick up front. Got some. They got some decent size. I think we match up well with them uh, overall, height wise, and 
athleticism wise they have uh, one guard Duressa who's one of the best players in the country so we're definitely going to have to key in pretty strongly on him and uh, they're, they're pretty well coached I've been coached by Roy Rana in the past for junior national teams and I've been waiting for an opportunity to play against him my entire collegiate career uh, so for me it's, it's something I've been hungry for forever and I know a lot of these guys were hungry coming in uh, knowing the way things ended last year so it's, it's looking to shape up to be a pretty good game Brody, before I let you go, I got to mention you were a conference all-star for Canada West, and you won the Ken Shields Award. That's for community work, for uh, your athletics, and also for your academic work. So uh, clearly, you're probably a busy guy. Tell fans here just a, a little bit about your life and, and the things that uh, you try to stay involved in and, and and work on outside of the gym, outside of basketball, and, and probably time management is as big part of uh, your skills as anything, I would guess. Oh, absolutely. Time management has been a huge uh, huge part of it since I got to school here. I think uh, it's funny because I, I pretty much always say that the first year of university is just one massive exercise in time management, trying to figure out how to make everything fit in and still find some time for yourself. So, uh, of course, that's big. But I'm, I study civil engineering in school, so it's really time-consuming. And uh, I'm very lucky that the program I'm in allows me to uh, spread out my degree over an extra year and uh, take a little bit of a lighter course load throughout the season so that I'm not taking six, seven courses a semester while trying to balance that with basketball. I get to reduce that significantly. So that takes up a large portion of my time. Um, and then, you know, just I attend a couple, attended a couple UAB meetings, which is the University Athletics Board, throughout the year, just making sure that we're relaying whatever's going on there to our team on a day-to-day basis and uh, keeping the guys involved with all University Athletics as a whole. And um, volunteered at the Stollery Children's Hospital with the teammates uh, just to go play with the kids, spend some extra time with them. So overall, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, things that take up your time. Uh, especially balancing it with 20-25 hours committed to basketball a week. But at the end of the day, you just you take it day by day. You can't really think too far ahead because that's that's how you sort of get you get those stresses and you get nervous about whatever's coming up. You just you got to wake up in the morning and say, all right, I got to do this, this, and this today. And you do it, feel happy, feel good about it, and move on to the next day. Right on. Well, that's a great attitude, Brody. Thanks for making time for us tonight on Inside Sports. I know there's a lot going on here as you get ready for Nationals, and we'll be keeping an eye on your quarterfinal against Ryerson, uh, scheduled for 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, So I guess that's a 6 o'clock game out there, eh? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Brody, all the best. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you very much. All right, have a good evening. That is Brody Clark. Great to have him representing the U of A. Excellent forward for the Golden Bears basketball team. That game on Thursday. Now, the bad thing about the Bears losing to Calgary, instead of getting the number two seed, they get the number four. So if they beat Ryerson in the sem- in the quarter, which I think they should, they're going to have to play number one Carlton, who uh, always wins. Seemingly always wins. They'll have to play them in the semi instead of the final. But I guess you got to beat them somewhere along the line. 727, we'll update your scoreboard after the news. More points for Taylor Hall. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. 
All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Here's what's going on in the National Hockey League. A couple of assists for Taylor Hall. Point streak at 26. Devils crushing the Canadians 6-2 with five minutes left. Red Wings in Boston. It's 5-5 with seven and a half to go. Jets up 2-0 on the Rangers late in the third. Line has both. He's up to 37, but Shifley left the game with an upper body injury. Columbus 3, Vegas 1, five minutes left. After two periods, the Lightning lead the Panthers 4-2. Yanni Gourd, two goals. He's up to 24 on the season. Stars and Predators scoreless in the second period. Also in the second frame, Minnesota 5, Carolina nothing. Eric Stahl, two goals. He's up to 36. And the Blackhawks lead the Avalanche 1-0 early second period. Capitals and Ducks start in about half an hour. The Raptors won. They blew out the Hawks in the fourth quarter. 30-13 to win the game 106-90. Oil Kings in Saskatoon. It's now 3-3 with six minutes left in the second period. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. The Big L on the text line says, Reed, are you aware that Oilers now opened with a Metallica tune today. Won't be long before Bob Stoffer wants to join you for a Def Leppard concert. That has Facebook written all over it. Big L, I want to be clear, and I want to be clear to all the 14 listeners tuning in tonight. I would never attend a Def Leppard concert with Bob Stoffer under no circumstances. If he were going to the same concert, seated somewhere else, that's fine. I would not go with him, and I would not sit with him. You know why? Because I don't need tree planting stories while I'm trying to listen to Armageddon it, okay? I don't need to hear about the 1977 NHL draft during the solo for Love Bites, all right? Just want that to be clear. Oil 10 says, Reed, Ethan Bear, nice game, 17 minutes, minute 50 on the power play. He may not quite be ready for the NHL, but since his return... Sekera hasn't been ready either. The Oilers should play Bear nine games. Well, they don't have to worry about the nine-game thing now. He's already on a pro contract. Oilers should play, uh, or no, I guess they would. Oilers should play Bear nine games before sending him to Bakersfield. Ice time may get him NHL ready sooner. Rest some vets. That is from Oil 10. Well, he might get to play a couple more games. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Golden Fork winning chicken. Now open Wednesdays where you can taste Edmonton's best fried chicken and mac and cheese. Well, I can vouch for that. The Doritos mac and cheese is delicious. Northern Chicken, 124th Street, 107th Avenue. Special guest in studio. He's from Kissin' Country 103.9. His name is Greg Reynolds. Hello, Greg. Hold on. Some guests? You don't. What? I want some chicken. Give me some chicken. I'm sure you want some chicken. You can go buy some. Get me some chicken. I want some of that Doritos mac and cheese because a little crunch on top is just delightful. What did you just put on Instagram? <laughs> Instagram story, buddy. Come on. Get with the times. Don't All you right. sound so good when you're on Instagram story and the radio at the same time? Uh, it is pretty weird. Yeah. You're welcome for that. Now, I heard, speaking of food, and if you haven't heard Greg on the show before, Greg is on, in, in, this, in the, cor- the company that owns us is called Chorus, C-O-R-U-S. We have 630 Ched. We have iNews 880. We have... 
uh, Fresh Radio. 92.5 Fresh Radio. And we have Kiss and Country 103.9. So he just comes upstairs after a show. We like Chris Sheets we have on. We like talking to other announcers. You're a big sports fan. and But the thing is, we don't plan anything. So we don't no. know where we're going to go. Somebody asked so me today, like, you're going to go on Inside Sports, what are you going to talk about? And I was yeah, like, well, we don't know. never tells me. It, well, and here's the thing. I, don't, I, I think it's fine. Even though it's a sports show and I love sports and the listeners love sports, I, I do think it's fine sometimes not to talk about sports if it's interesting. So you and I don't, we may talk about sports the whole time. We may talk about other stuff. I do want to talk about food, speaking of Northern Chicken, because does not Kiss and Country have some wheel of food promotion? No. Wasn't well, there some contest where people got to eat? <laughs> you spin the wheel and they got to eat it? Oh, okay. So the, the or is morning it not crew... started yet? Did I let the cat out of the bag? No, here? no, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's a special thing starting next week, Reed. Way to go, man. No, Chris Jack and Matt, the morning crew, they have a wheel of misfortune that they oh, spin every Friday. Okay. And last Friday it was you got to take two. Sp- tablespoons or teaspoons or whatever of the hottest hot sauce they could find and jack it, it landed on jack this or one of them has no to do one it. of the three and it'll ruin so they're just weekend. torturing each other yeah as friends so, so, do. can you win anything if i'm a listener what am i getting out of that Hilarity. i'm just listening to people being tortured live, live radio how awesome much like that? you are now yes i know <laughs> it's the greatest thing to hear like it's 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 the exact same like why am i watching somebody popping zits on my facebook page it's entertaining for some reason i, I don't well, know i'm why. not watching that <laughs> is that what you watch on no facebook? i can't stand that kind of stuff but well, i see people it. put that on facebook have you not seen there, there's tlc's getting a show dr pimple popper that's not true. Absolutely it is. Is this what the world is coming to? Yeah. See, sometimes I feel like, man, I'm really not up on what's happening in pop culture. And then you tell me stuff like that, and I think, <laughs> thankfully, I'm not up on what's happening in there, pop culture. This is a real thing. There are some twisted people that think that it's it's um, calming. It's satisfying for them to watch somebody's big old boil being popped or zit being popped. So they're, it's a whole half-hour show because it was this big YouTube <laughs> channel and internet craze. What do they do for? Is it just a montage of boils and zits being popped? <laughs> or do avoided. they tell the story behind the the boil? Well, this boil it... has been here seven years. I don't know. They yeah, I don't know. The boil. <laughs> remember how to Hello. get ahead in advertising? That movie started as a pimple on his shoulder, and he grew a second head. There's a nice movie reference for everybody. Those I avoid because I I can't stomach that kind of stuff. But it's like anything that pops up on your feed, like dog videos, cat videos, whatever you click on the most. If you're going to watch a video, you'll see more of that. Oh, because Facebook knows what you're doing. Absolutely. Just us talking about this right now, one of us will get a pimple popping video. <laughs> Facebook's, Facebook's listening. <laughs> Facebook will be like, ooh, send Greg Reynolds more pimple videos. That guy likes watching zits being popped. Give it to him. Okay, so they have Wheel of Misfortune. Wheel of Misfortune so on Jack, Fridays. Yeah. So who's who's on that show? You got uh, Chris Sheets. Yep. You got uh, Matt Jacqueline DeVores, Sweeney and, and Matt Vanna White is the other Vanna one. Vanna White, you got it, yeah. No, Jacqueline, who's <laughs> wonderful. She had to eat hot sauce. Yeah, a couple teaspoons of hot sauce, but the uh, on the, bread or just 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 to scoop it out and eat yeah. it. All right. But she took it like a champ. Like everyone was like, "Oh, she's gonna cry. She won't be able to. You'll need some milk." And she's like, "It's fine. I'm fine." So I don't know how people do that kind of thing. Well, she's tough. So that's not on your show, though. So what zaniness do you get to on your on your show? Boy, is that yours? A just a straight question. show. <laughs> just the sad guy who sits alone and talks to himself every day. That's well. That, well, actually, what we got going on right now is we're taking a plane full of winners to Nashville in May oh, for neat. a private show. Are from you going? Family. Yeah, I host it. Oh, I host the trip. Have you so, been to Nashville before? Yeah, I've hosted it the last three years. This will be our fourth year doing it. Oh, so good. we take a plane full of like the craziest country fans you'll ever meet. It's just our plane. So we drink on the plane, we get prizes on the plane, we get to Nashville, five-star accommodation, stumbling distance from uh, Broadway, the big party street, and then we have this private show from one of the top artists in country music. It's just for us at his who, bar. Who's the country artist? Dirk Bentley. 
Oh, he's big. Yeah. How many people are you taking? A plane full. So a couple hundred? Yeah. So then he does a concert for 200 people. Just us. That's at amazing. his private bar. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he owns a bar in Nashville. He just opened it. It's called Whiskey Row. That's incredible. Right? That's, that's actually interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah, well, I, I try. <laughs> I sound surprised Craig brought something to the table. <laughs> I win. I did it. <laughs> you can get to eat some hot it sauce. It only took my fifth time on the show for uh, me to bring something interesting. Good for me. All right, so you're doing that. Are you, uh, I don't know if you want to discuss this, are you not recently engaged? Yes, actually. Well, congratulations, getting, first you. of all. Thanks. You. Uh, it was really funny because I think you were one of the people that uh, commented about a week late. I don't know if it showed up on your feet at that time, and it was like, hey, congrats. Did I? Yeah, it was funny. I was like, well, thanks. Was <laughs> on week, Facebook or on Twitter? Uh, Instagram? Facebook. I think maybe Instagram, one of okay. the uh, one of the. Or socials. someone told me, like, hey, maybe you should congratulate <laughs> Greg. Greg's been grumbling. Or you're not saying anything. And I was like, oh, okay. I think you sent me a message on uh, ICQ. That was nice of you. Remember that? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't use that. Of course you was, didn't. No, I didn't have a MySpace page. Uh, yeah, so we're... I'm I surprised engaged. I have a Facebook page. I'm surprised, too. I think it's only because of this job. Uh, that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so I got engaged in October. We're getting married in at the end of July. Oh, cool. Thanks. What's the young lady's name? Samantha. Is she in the media? She was. We actually met in broadcasting school in, well, at SAIT in Calgary. Oh, cool. And what that's where do, we're what getting married. What does she do now? You're she, getting married at SAIT? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that. Uh-oh. It's funny. Not a fan of the venue choice. Don't screw us up now. Are you actually getting married at Saint? We are, yeah. That's not true. Yes, it is. They have a beautiful, like, wedding venue. Oh, there's an actual wedding. You're not getting married in the broadcasting department. Yeah, we're going into in one classroom. of the radio booths, and <laughs> everybody has to cram in the hallway. Just going to get married in a classroom. Our old professor is going to be the the JP. So what does she do now? She is the, uh, she's like a liaison for the city when it comes to festival. Festival liaison. Well, that's an important job. So she, her first big event, she just got this job. Her first big event is Red Bull Crash Ice. Well, that's this weekend. Yeah. We're hopefully going to do something on that on the show tomorrow. And I thought to myself, I wonder if this new tie-in means I can finally go down one of those tracks. Because I just want to go down and see how much I would fall and see how dangerous it is. Oh, you'd fall. I know. I'm a terrible skater. <laughs> well, even the good skaters fall. That's but the I, point of the event. Uh, but I'm not going to try fast. I'm not going to go with my elbows out and try to knock anybody. I just want to make don't it go down. go by yourself. You don't want to yeah. race the professionals. Well, I'd race you. You... We, <laughs> I haven't skated recently. I don't know what that would be like. The built-in excuse. You got a big. There. You got. You do. You, you'd have a size advantage on me. So if we jostled, well, yeah, but physics I'm, would indicate you would win. I'm like a baby deer on skates. Like I, you'd knock me right over. Well, I'm actually a. I have good balance on my skates. I'm not fast by any means. But, but I mean, gravity's doing the work for you on that course. Yeah, but so you don't really have to worry about yeah, speed. Yeah, true. So speaking of which, uh, can you you can stick around till eight o'clock? I I have literally zero plans. How sad is that? Greg Reynolds in <laughs> studio from Kiss and Country one hundred three point nine at seven forty four. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. The Oilers will host the Islanders on Thursday, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock game start here on 630 Chad. Brock Besser from the Canucks' lower back injury 
got hit by Cal Clutterbuck late in the game, went into an open door, so he's out four to six weeks, might not come back this season. Jonathan Chichu retires, last played in the KHL in 16-17. 501 games with San Jose and Ottawa. Remember back in 05-06, he won the Rocket Richard 56 goals. Pretty good year then. Reed Wilkins, joined by Greg Reynolds from Kissing Country 103.9. So, Greg, you and I are both going through the YMCA Community Health Challenge. I have blogs on uh, the Inside Sports page on 630ched.com, or you can go through the uh, Northern Alberta YMCA to see my blog, your blog. Uh, because we both decided to be adventurous and get formal sessions with a personal trainer and or in a group twice a week. It's been a revelation for me because I've talked on the show several times about my distance running, but that's really all I've done. So I'm a, you know, whatever. I'm a decent everyday runner. I could finish a half marathon once or twice a year, but doing weights and CrossFit and stuff, that's new to me. So I've learned a lot. I've really been challenged. I was exhausted today. You're in better shape than, than I... It, you you are in better shape, and you were at the start of this, because you work out a little more, and you're a bigger, more muscular guy. But I understand you got really pushed uh, today. Oh, man. Well, so this thing is... I, I, des- I decided that... Like we mentioned, I'm getting married in July. And I was like, I don't want to look back at my pictures and be like, look at that fat face. Like, <laughs> what are you doing with your life at that point? Because our job does not make you very fit. We sit we don't and move we, a lot. we get a lot of free food. Thank you for all that free food. We sit and we don't move and we just talk and we just eat donuts and we stuff ourselves with the free food that comes in and you're just sitting there like, why am I getting so fat? And then you're like, oh, it's because I don't move. So when this challenge was presented, I said, yes, please. Because I mean, you know how it is. If you go to the gym by yourself, you can do certain things, but you're never going to push yourself as hard as you can go. You're like, yeah, I could probably be done now. And it's just so I wanted somebody to just push me to my max. And that's what Janine at the, uh, I think it's William Lutsky in the South, the YMCA there. She's, She's incredible. And so today we had our group workout and one of the, I don't know what she called it, but basically it was like, it was a six minute challenge. And so in six minutes, you had to bike a mile on like the little spin bike. So do a mile on that, run four laps around the track and do four sets of stairs. And if you made it in six minutes, then you achieved your goal. If you did not, you were shamefaced. See, my trainer would not even expect me to attempt that. It was nuts. Did you do it? I think I was six and a half minutes. I didn't make it. And I was so mad at myself. And then she's like, oh, don't worry. You can do better the next time. I was like, the next time? Yeah, I just <laughs> gassed myself this. What are you talking about? I literally left it all out there. I have a little throw up on the track back there. And you're thinking the next time I'm going to go faster. <laughs> no, I'm not. So she's like, okay, round two, and I did not make it. Oh, you had to do it again? Yeah. How much rest did you get? You must have got six minutes of rest, I would We hope. did not get any rest because we went back to our circuit that we were doing. So we did the circuit one more time. Oh, okay. And then went back and did try that six-minute challenge again. And you were and not so faster. the first time I was like, okay, bike, because we started on the bike. I was like, okay, bike, run, stairs. But the stairs are the worst part. And my philosophy in life is get the elephant out of the way earliest, yes. right? So the second time I was like, okay, stairs first, then run, and finish with bike. Because you can really... Kind yeah. of fast on those little spin bikes, it didn't work. Oh, so she did let you pick the order though. The second time around, yeah. Yes, it was awful. I've I've had some challenges because like I'm puny. I, I don't mind admitting it. I'm a puny man. I have a small frame. I've never been muscular, even when I was more athletic. The good news for you is clothes shopping is easy. You can go to yeah, any store. Just boys six X. <laughs> That's still what I'm getting. Baby Gap. They got all the coolest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
I get I get most of my shirts at Baby Gap, everybody. That's it's hard to find those Def Leppard shirts at Baby Gap, though. Luckily, I get a lot I, of One Direction shirts, though, so that's cool. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Oh, that's a good one. So anyway, well, we've been doing this, but the thing that I do like, and I I ran out of energy pretty quickly today. Uh, I had a one-on-one session with my personal trainer, so that was, and I, and I get frustrated. And then I, I have the personality where I feel like I'm letting the trainer down. Sure, right? So I'll be like, I'll be like, so we're doing a circuit. So it'll be like you'll do some sort of lunge for thirty seconds, rest for thirty, and then do yep. like a, a step drill or uh, yep. something with a med- like a heavy medicine ball, and then rest and then go back. Ten to the stations, lunch. thirty yeah. seconds each, or a minute, whatever, or whatever. Right? right? There's a bunch. Of, yeah, it's a bunch of different stations. So I'll be getting tired and needing to rest more, so that I'm sitting there, my personal trainer. His name is Damien. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, sorry, I'm letting you down. I'm letting, he's like, no, you're not letting me down. He's, he said, like, you just if you need to rest, it's okay to rest. And he, and he but he had seriously though, he has said to me, that's the problem with the runner's mentality, is as a runner. So I, I do a half marathon in just under two hours. That's in, insane. In, in August, I did an hour fifty-five on the nose. Okay. Did you do the Edmonton marathon? Yeah, I did the half. The half. Okay. So I did an hour fifty-five on the nose. It's. 13k, right? That's really good. Or not 13k. It's uh, tw- it's 13 miles, 21k. As a guy who knows nothing about long distance running, that's really good. So when you're running, you, as Damien has explained to me, you kind of replenish as you go, and the runners have the mentality: don't stop, don't stop, because if you're running, you don't want to stop and start walking and feel cramped up and feel like you want to stop. But then when you're doing the circuit or weights especially if you're lifting a lot of what you do want to rest, right? So he's had to kind of dial me back that way. He was like, look, it's okay to take a rest. We're still pushing you. You're still doing more than you're still taking your body to, to new areas. You're still doing more than if you were sitting on the couch. But that's been a block for me where I feel like if I if I rest, I'm, I'm showing weakness, which so, isn't always the case. Sometimes it is, I will say. But I mean, always. you know, you cheat sometimes. But so we've been doing this... Three months, almost no, three months now. T- t- this was this was week nine for me out of twelve. But I'm just curious because I always think that you need to take different life lessons away from everything you do. That's why you go experience things in life is to get stories, experiences, whatever. So, is there something that you've learned throughout this journey about yourself, about working out, about health in general that you're taking away? Silence. I don't know. I don't know yet. Well, the, the biggest thing is that I've learned new exercises. Yeah. And I can go into a gym now and not feel, oh, I don't want to walk up to this machine because I'll break it or people will laugh at me because I don't know what to do. That is go, one of the biggest things, right? I can go set the pin, set the weight. I'll know what weight to start at. And the great thing, and this is what I found about running, and now when you're in the gym too, I understand when you're starting, you're self-conscious, but it's like really nobody's judgmental. Nobody cares. Like the guy who's lifting 500 pounds isn't going to laugh at you if you say, hey, should I start with 100? He'll probably look at you and say, yeah, man, start with 100. That's what I started with. The more you realize nobody in the gym cares what you're doing, the more comfortable you're going to feel. But for me... Or or they'll just be like, if you ask for help, you will get help. They will say, good for you, you're trying. Although I do hate the guy that comes over and says, hey, man, can I have a spot? I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to help you at all, but (laughs) that's fine. Uh, (laughs) The one thing I learned is, and and it's really, really cool... I used to think that if you had to do cardio, and my my biggest thing was I hated cardio. And so I would go, okay, here I go. I've got a movie on Netflix. I got to do an hour on the treadmill, or I got to do an hour on the elliptical to make myself feel like I've done something good for my health. And 
the biggest drawback to that is when you have a family, when you have kids, when you have a job, you don't have that hour, hour and a half to go to the gym right. to just try and be healthy. So what I've learned is, man, if you do the right workout for 20 minutes, it's better than your hour run. So yesterday we were doing hill runs on the treadmill yep. and we did 20 minutes of that and I was done. Or if you do 10 minutes on the Jacob's Ladder, that's so much better for you than yeah, just an hour. I, actually, my, my last blog was about the Jacobs. Yeah. Lab, so people can check that out. i got to do the scores here, Greg. Fine. Boston beat Detroit 6-5 in overtime. Devils over the Habs. 6-4, two points for Taylor Hall. Streaks at 26 games. The Jets shut out the Rangers 6-0. Line A got all three goals, 38 on the season. Shifley left with an injury. Blue Jackets beat the Golden Knights 4-1. In the third, it's 4-4 between the Panthers and Lightning. After two, scoreless between the Stars and Predators and the Wild are up 5-0 on the Hurricanes. In the second period, Blackhawks lead the Avs 1-zip. Capitals and Ducks still to come. Raptors win 106-90 over the Hawks. Oil Kings are trailing Saskatoon 5-3 after two. Greg, uh, when can people get you on Kissing Country 103.9? Best story in sports is Florida make the playoffs. I want the Panthers to make the playoffs. They can get me 2-7 to seven every day. You can follow me at Kissing Greg, C-I-S-N-G-R-E-G-G. Oilers sign Ostep Safin to his entry-level deal, playing in the QMJHL. Pretty promising prospect. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Back with you tomorrow at 6. Adler is next. Have a great night. We got the girl got hot, switched up and 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.